0: Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in
1: Faith Unbelief will always give birth to worry. If you are worrying, it's because you're not trusting. If you're trusting, you won't be Anxious about tomorrow. So the scripture clearly teaches us that we should remember God's providence. He's taken care of us in the past. He takes care of the birds of the air. Reaching
0: up high With arms open wide we see You're changing our lives ever struggle with worry or anxiety? Pastor Ed describes in today's message that worry is common and familiar. It is so pervasive that we have a hard time seeing it as a sin. However, we are taught that if we are worrying, we are not trusting God. Jesus has told us that we have no reason to worry because God takes care of us just as He does all of His creation. By remembering His sustaining presence, we can be assured He holds us, He loves us, and He cares for us. There's no need to worry. Now, here's Pastor Ed with part one of today's message entitled, Don't Worry. Luke 12,
1: verse 22. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, Or about your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food. And the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn. Yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the lilies grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it, for the pagan world runs after all such things, and your Father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What a wonderful word. What a wonderful comfort that God gives us that he'll take care and we don't have to worry. Most of us are pretty good at detecting when a conversation goes awry. When all of a sudden we slip into that area that's not right You're standing talking to somebody and you say, wait a minute. This feels like gossip. This sounds like gossip and then you want to pull away from that conversation. Or you're talking to someone and you sense greed or maybe lust or anger. And immediately the antennas go up and you realize this is going in the wrong direction. But most of us miss it when it comes to worry. I mean, we could sit and worry together and not even realize that we have sinned. Perhaps because worry is just as common as the common cold. And we've come to think that worry is a part of the Normal Christian life. Well, Jesus tells us it's not. Worry is something that we shouldn't do. In fact, the English word worry comes from the old German word meaning to strangle or choke. And that's exactly what it does it will strangle your spiritual life, it will choke. Your spiritual life, it will affect you emotionally, spiritually, physically. Corey Ten Boone used to use this couplet to describe worry. She said, worry is an old man with bended head carrying a load of feathers which he thinks are lead. That was pretty good. Worry is borrowing tomorrow's problems and trying to carry them today. It won't diminish tomorrow's sorrow, but it will diminish today's strength. And Jesus talks about living a worry-free life. Well, how do we do it? First of all, think biblically. Cultivate biblical thinking. In Philippians, Paul the Apostle says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Simply put, don't worry about anything. Worry is going to hinder your Christian life. It's going to cripple you spiritually. And Paul recognized that, so he says, don't get into worrying. Uh, We worry about the kids, and then we worry about the job, and then we worry about our health, and then we worry, well, we worry about worry. On and on it goes. And Jesus wants you to put a stop Clamp on that. Someone has said, worry is a thin stream of fear that trickles through the mind, which, if encouraged, will cut a channel so wide that all other thoughts will be drained out. How true that is. You start worrying and all of a sudden it influences every other area of your life. You carry it with you to work. You carry it with you to bed at night. And when you wake up in the morning and it's just there, what did she say? What did he say? What did they do? And it just grows and grows and grows and grows. And soon it's riveted in your heart, riveted in your mind. And that stream of worry is flowing into every area of your life. Well, how can you overcome? By cultivating biblical thinking. The first thing Jesus tells us to do is remember God's purpose for your life. In Luke twelve twenty three, Life is. It's more than food. And the body more than clothes. Now remember... Jesus is carrying on a teaching from Luke chapter 12 where he had told the parable of that rich man who built bigger and bigger barns. When God gave him a miracle of surplus, he wasted it on himself. And he had to tear down the old barns and build bigger barns. And Jesus said, life is more than that. You wouldn't think so If you buy into what our culture teaches us day by day, turn on the television, listen to the radio, drive on the highway and see the billboards. Again and again, they're calling you to conceive of life as what you eat and what you drink and what you wear. Jesus says, Don't be overly concerned about food. Life is more than food. Men worry, women worry about food. They worship it. Look at all of the different food channels that are on now. And all the different chefs and, you know, just... We waste it. We want it. Some people think of nothing but food. Now... They overindulge. Some people go to the other extreme and they overdiet. And some of us are caught in between. <laughs> you know, we could be so concerned about what we're eating. Now, we ought to be wise in what we do. But we can worry about clothes. I, I think how clothing in the New Testament times was a symbol of Well, it was a symbol of wealth, of your position in the culture. Garments would be handed down from one generation to another generation. Ornate, beautiful garments that people invested in money. That was sort of the investment of that day. And uh, you just analyze a conversation, people talking. What do they wind up talking about? Food? Clothing? Possessions? Possessions? It seems like that's what life is made up of. We buy into the culture when we begin doing those things. Clothing today is, you know, like a status symbol. Do you have the right insignia on your dungarees or jeans or on your shirt? It's a status symbol, it's the path of popularity, it's a fashion statement you want to make we are caught up in what Jesus said. Don't be caught up in that. Don't be caught up in the food. In the clothing. Luke 12, 15. Then he said to them, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. But in our culture... We've bought into it, we believe that's how you can boil life down to, that's what it consists of, what you own, what you have, what you wear, what you eat, your position, your possessions. And Jesus said, no, 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 push that all aside. Now imagine if you took all of that off the television, what type of commercials would you have? You'd probably be able to watch all those shows straight through. (laughs) That's what our culture is built on. This is a verse addressed to women, but I believe it applies to men as well. Paul, in his writing to Timothy, said, And I want women to be modest in their appearance. They should wear decent and appropriate clothing and not draw attention to themselves by the way they fix their hair, or by wearing gold or pearls or expensive clothes. For women who claim to be devoted to God should make themselves attractive by the good things they do. And and that should be for men as well. We're to be different We're not to be like the culture around us, but it seems like the culture around us has dictated to our society how to live and the church has followed that drumbeat. We're marching to that drumbeat. There ought to be a difference about how we live. I'm not saying that we need to go to the Amish country and dress like the Mennonite community of the Amish people. I'm not saying that we need to draw drive and buggies, you know. Not not any, but let's take a note of the extremes. Young people, do you you're going back to school. Do you want your parent? I know you're all excited about that. <laughs> going back to school. Please, don't feel like you have to make a fashion statement and dress like everybody else and have that you know, special logo on or have those special sneakers. That's what we're driven by. Hey, the $50 pair is probably just as good as a $100 pair. Now, now I know. The parents didn't pay me to say that either. (laughs) But the way we look at life is so influenced by our culture that we fail to see it and recognize it. But the Christian is to go, counter-culture counter-culture rehearse how do you live worry-free well don't be caught up in what the world's caught up remember God's purpose for your life it's not living for things it's living for God It's fulfilling your God-given mission, your God-given purpose to glorify him and to be an ambassador for him, to represent him in this world. Rehearse God's providential care of your life. You tend to worry because you forget that God takes care of you. In Luke 12, 24, consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn. Yet God feeds them. How much more valuable you are than birds. Now Jesus is arguing from the lower to the greater. From the lesser to the greater. He's saying birds are part of God's creation. And these birds, well, they were sort of scavengers. But yet God takes care of them. How much better are you than the birds of the air? So, if God takes care of them, He's going to take care of you. Trust God's planning for your life. Remember the campaign? His plans, our future. God has a plan for your life. Trust God's provision, trust God's promises. Trust the Lord. In Psalm 84, 11, it says, No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And David testified, I've been young and now I'm old. And yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. God says, trust me. Now, sometimes God is training you. And so we want you to live day by day depending on him. We don't like that. We want to set up our security ourselves. We want to know everything is taken care of. We figured it out with our mind. We figured it out intellectually. But God is saying, leave tomorrow in my hands. Now, I'm not talking about being negligent. I'm not talking about not using common sense and planning wisely, but don't become overly concerned and overly burdened and occupying all your mind and your thoughts with those things. Be practical, but don't be foolish. Unbelief will always give birth to worry. If you are worrying, it's because you're not trusting. If you're trusting, you won't be anxious about tomorrow. So the scripture clearly teaches us that we should remember God's providence. He's taken care of us in the past. He takes care of the birds of the air. Then recall the folly, the foolishness of being anxious over your life. Jesus says it this way. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? We are, as a culture, obsessed with adding hours to our lives. Just go to Barnes & Noble. Just go to Borders. Look at all the health magazines for men and women. For men under 50. For men over 50. (laughs) You know, for women. uh, All of this stuff you, you read and it has... You know, here's how you got to take care of yourself. And I'm not saying again that we shouldn't use wisdom and we shouldn't be wise and good stewards of this physical body that God has given us. But we're obsessed as a culture. And you can't sit down and begin worrying about tomorrow and that's not going to lengthen your life. It just won't Do it. One man said, no, it's helped me so much because everything I've worried about, nothing's ever happened of it. Well, you know, uh, we need to be careful that as we think about tomorrow that we recognize that we're not to be anxious over life. You know, Americans are really hypochondriacs. 41% of us have admitted that... When they read about a new illness, they start noticing the same symptoms in themselves and worry that they may have that disease. That was in American demographics. (laughs) What you need to do is if you begin worrying, you know you're doing something wrong immediately, it's unbelief and you know you're not enough focused on heaven, you need to focus more on heaven. If you're focused so much on this world, the very nature of focusing on this world is it will produce worries. It it just comes with it. The Bible says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. We need to be more heavenly minded and less materially minded. Jesus tells us, think biblically, That's what we ought to be doing, thinking biblically. And we do that by remembering his providential care over our lives. We do that by recognizing, listen, I I can't change anything by worry. It's not going to help me. I'll just trust in the Lord. We do that by knowing that life consists of more than just food and clothing and what we have and what we own. It's really about a relationship with him, Then we have to do something else. Invest in kingdom priorities. Invest in kingdom priorities. But seek his kingdom and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock. For your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. What does it mean to seek his kingdom? Well, to recognize that we're ambassadors of God. We represent him. We are his representatives here. We are to reflect his righteousness. We are to demonstrate and show that the God we serve is the God of heaven and earth and spread the good news of the gospel, advance his kingdom. We are to live under his reign. There ought to be something different about us from those around us you ought to be able to look at a pagan and look at a Christian and see the difference very clearly. It ought to be a marked difference how you spend your money, how you spend your time, how you live your life as opposed to how the world who doesn't know God lives their life. Can somebody look at your life and say, boy there's a difference and I know they're a believer, a follower in Christ invest yourself in the kingdom if you put money into let's say starbucks you buy stock in starbucks you're going to be very concerned you're going to be going there quite frequently buying more lattes and more mochas trying to make sure their stock goes up <laughs> you're going to want to see how they do it right And you go in that store and you're going to critique that store. Some, well, I think they need to change this. I'm glad they raised their prices. Some, whatever. But, now you don't feel that way if you don't have stock in there. But in reality, if you invest in the kingdom, you're going to think, you know, I'm so glad this building is going up because people are going to come to Christ
0: The Gospels are grand central station for learning about Jesus, which is the single most important part of our lives as Christians. Please join us each day as Pastor Ed teaches through the Gospel of Luke. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now, we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. There you can find today's message. The only thing you need to remember is today's date. Again, to stay current with what's being broadcasted here on Building in Faith and to access the archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. Or if you'd like, you can always give us a call. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We invite you to join us again for the next edition of Building in Faith. On behalf of Pastor Ed, Faith Assembly, and the entire production team, We want to say thank you for joining us and come back next time for another edition of Building in Faith.